had a dream last night where I was uh, doing some sort of program, some sort of uh, class on how to become a teacher. I was um, hmm. given like a binder and like then the, the exercise is like, I don't know, take, get, get all these kids to, I don't know, do the thing. And it was also like, it was a bunch of other teachers or, you know, teachers learning to do the thing. But my, my binder didn't have the, didn't have the code on it mm. or didn't have the, 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 the worksheet on it. And so, uh, I got upset and threw the binder in my dream because I couldn't, Ooh. couldn't figure out how to be a teacher. Oh, nice. Well, well at least you didn't throw it at, at the kids, you know, that's no, you, that no, I threw it onto the table like, and, and, and like to quit. Like here's the oh here's your binder, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Not teaching. Not did you me. ever have a teach? Did you ever have a teacher uh, like a rage quit at school? Oh, not quit. I I, I had teachers completely <laughs> lose it though. Yeah, but like they stayed <laughs> there. They didn't like they didn't like run, leave for the day or something. No, did you? Uh, no. I definitely some angry ones. Yeah. Left the, oh, left yeah. the room, left the room one time. Yeah, I, I like remember. Stuff. I remember in seventh grade, there's a kid with like, um, like a learning disability that really, really pissed off and like offended the <laughs> teacher, and she just like she started like crying, and then that kid's like a, uh, uh, aide like, like escorted the whole class out of the classroom just to give her time to oh, man. Cr- to cry on her own. <laughs> Dude, I could never be, I, I could never be a teacher. It seems, it seems so bad for them. Um, like even, yeah. even the best of times, like let's like, if, even if they had support, uh, it seems awful to have to, I don't know, maintain composure at all times with, I don't know, students who are deliberately trying to get your goat at all times, something like that. Yeah. But then also to deal with all of the extra I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a really bad time now, where you know parents are nuts and it's yeah. like the schools are school oceans are now battlefields. Schools are now battlefields, kind of thing for yeah for politics and whatnot. Um, that said, the my teacher who freaked out was also in seventh grade, <laughs> and uh, which I mean. Yes, seventh graders are probably going to be the the ones to make you lose your shit. Uh, but it was after mass where we had, so we went to a Catholic school in seventh grade, and so we had to do go to go to church on Wednesday mornings. And but we didn't have a church or a chapel, so we just set up the gym every every week, and it was always seventh graders' jobs to. Uh, set up chairs and take them down after afterwards, yep. and I missed what was causing the problem. But uh, so so when 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 we were setting up and taking down chairs, there are these huge racks of folding chairs, um, and they were like on on wheels, like big casters, and uh, they must have been hundreds of pounds. Uh, like you just fill them up with, yeah, hundreds of of of, of folding chairs, and uh, they they like slide underneath the 
uh, the stage in the gym because the gym was also the stage <laughs> and church yeah. and everything together. Um, and uh, I don't know what caused the <laughs> problem, but I remember uh, my seventh grade language arts teacher, Mr. K. I can't remember what his his full last name was, but believe me, I'd be I'd be saying it first and last name if I could. He was redhead. Um, trying to give as much information about this guy as I could, but he took one of the these huge carts and he just he like <laughs> he ran with it he like uh he he, he grabbed one of the ed, ends of it and just like picked up speed to to uh ram it as hard as he could into the stage like into the uh into the wood <laughs> strut and it just smashed it like <laughs> oh uh <laughs> just gashes of wood just like splintering um out of it like you know the loudest noise possible because it's like hundreds of metal folding chairs uh you know smashing together too um and he and he just threw an absolute shit fit about like whatever kind of uh i don't know tomfoolery was going on and uh it also i also i remember it occurring to me that um the other teachers in the room um there is a there's a there's a uh an automatic solidarity that they have to maintain i think yeah like in all, all situations like you have to have a united front against the students um but i remember in that yeah. moment being like i kind of feel like ev- all the other teachers in the room are not on his side uh philosophically they're just doing it as <laughs> to get through the moment right now um because otherwise it'd be chaos uh but yeah that was a that was a real that was a really cool freak out that i saw nice nice yeah that's uh yeah i i i i remember not not specific but you know general vibe of similar situations with teachers you know you gotta they gotta try to have the united front but they're like yo i think i think this guy's losing it you and mr k is I'm, I'm not nuts, i'm not sure about i'm not sure about that one yeah yeah <laughs> um i do also i also remember in seventh grade seventh grade was a wild year dude my um my homeroom teacher it was a home in in, in homeroom we were the the project was this this is mostly what i remember from school was that like uh before before high school all of my classes were doing some bullshit like craft that's all k through eight seemed to be some random craft all all the time and i always hated it it was bad at crafts um didn't ever feel like learning to me i could have i could have used somebody explaining to me why this was helping me learn because i never got the sense that it actually was uh but anyway it was some sort of like we're gonna everyone write a letter to your favorite teacher your favorite seventh grade teacher um and i remember my homeroom teacher being like all right guys is anyone gonna write a letter to mrs meyer (laughs) is is she gonna get any letters out of this i (laughs) pretty obvious that no one likes her just and some students were like i mean i guess i could like okay yeah why don't we why 
why don't we make sure that that she gets some sent her away? It just seemed like a very. Why are we doing this? <laughs> What's going on here? Mm. Uh, we yeah. have obviously massively disliked teacher here, and we're just. It, what are we doing? What a stupid. What a stupid fucking school that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. The principal would grab the mic from the priest mid mid mass to like scream at uh misbehaving students. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. Did, what what was your middle school experience like? And I I guess by middle school I need to translate for you I, I guess i mean junior high or what do you call elementary it? You just school. think everything elementary, elementary school. school yeah okay i know what uh, you're talking about you're talking about fifth sixth seventh eighth grade yeah okay did you have a separate school for that or was it all k through eight fifth five six no five six seven eight was its own school three and four was its own school k oh, really? one two k one two had two separate schools and then there's one high school for 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Was your 5 through 8 experience uh is it how was that? Was it did it seem like they had their shit together or is it just the case that like all of these are going to be I don't know. Haphazard? Uh, I don't know how to answer that exactly. I I guess I don't really remember too much, but I don't we didn't we didn't go to mass. Uh, so nobody was, you know, grabbing the mic from the priest. So I don't, I don't have anything to match that. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like things were fine, but people at that age are pretty uh, rowdy. They cause a lot of problems, right? You start being sure, old enough to cause cause problems, right? That's the that's maybe yeah. why middle school, as you put it, is difficult. <laughs> and I can't tell if you're saying middle school. As you put it, yeah, or that the, one. The difficult part is, goddamn it. Uh, I guess, yeah. It's. I guess I'm curious. Like, yeah, I think that kids generally that age are going to be a problem, but uh, schools don't necessarily need to be the problem. The problem problem's the wrong word. Just, I, the the my middle school was just completely disorganized. Like, there would be random initiatives that were uh suddenly committed to uh but you know the 50% of the way there and so there was uh incomprehensible you know memos sent out from the principal very frequently that were you know riddled with spelling and grammatical errors uh that seemed to be describing god knows what um <laughs> But like there was going to be some new. There's going to there's this new system that's going to you know f- fix how we fix how we do uh, uh, pick up and drop off. Uh, that was you know followed through you know a couple of different times, and then you know many more memos sent out you know explaining that when you're coming up the hill, you drive on the left side, and when you go down the hill, you drive on the right side. I don't know why everybody's running into each other, kind of thing, and. <laughs> Uh, so these like, are these are parent do- yeah parent memos, nice. yeah parent memos. Uh, w- the seating charts for uh, as, as 
the this the, the concert are sent out. I've designed this like for some reason the, it's the principal doing this. Like I've designed it all in in Microsoft Excel and I've attached a print screen of the of the layout of the gymnasium to explain where everybody's going to be sitting later this evening. Nothing's set up and it was just very uh yeah, I don't know slapdash and unprofessional I guess was the mm. the vibes that I was I was getting there that yeah. Um, huh. Sounds like I think uh, maybe you just get from a that guy uh, a private school or something. Yeah, probably a private school thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would you? Would you? All the parents s- watching this s- are like, ah, oh, thank God. At least, at at least they're getting a a Catholic education or something. Would you send your kid to a private school? No. No. You send him to public no. school. You send them to no school. How about you? Homeschool. Wait, what's the answer? <laughs> public homeschool. Public uh, homeschool. No, yeah. I'm. Te- I, I would. I would send public school all the way. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would say. I'd say public school. But I mean, like, like you said, the the, you know, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Which is not not a public school problem. It's a problem of the people that are making it crazy. But you know. Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah, I don't know. What's crazy? Dude, just I mean, parents, other parents, coming oh, up yeah, with other insane, parents. insane yeah. stuff, yeah, you dude. know, or just bad, you know. You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to go to all, every, everything else the same, public school for sure. But I'm not. I'm not trying to. Like if 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 it's in a situation where you gotta, you got some insane public school, you know. I'm not trying to prove a point with a kid not getting going to learning anything or whatever uh okay i mean i I guess yeah i'm not yeah if they're like okay every kid who comes to the public school we will incinerate i'm not like gotta send them (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know know. there's something weird going on (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah yeah i don't know I didn't. I feel like I didn't get a particular. I guess you know what I was gonna say. I didn't get a very religious uh, education, but that's not true. Um, I had religion class, which was more crafts. Crafts. <laughs> I don't know, just telling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like twelve year olds doing crafts. Like, what is that about? Don't do that. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Like nobody has any idea what's going on. Like that. That. That's. That was the feeling I was getting. Like I think I was. I was a bad. I was a bad. I was annoying, you know, kid. I was. I'm very difficult to to bring on board to stuff. Um, yeah, but like, you know, if if I if I get the feeling that nobody knows what they're doing, if or if we're like we're just doing another craft because I couldn't think of anything to do, it seems like a cop out lesson plan, and I would not be I would not be an enthusiastic participant. Mm. Mm. That was I think that was mostly my problem. Mm. Oh man, Interesting. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm gonna try to. I could. So I, I spent some time working in person with uh, some coworkers this week, and I'm not. I'm not gonna try to follow up what I said last. Two, two, I guess two weeks ago now. But yep. the the topic of so uh, so uh, my friend and coworker brought up that her husband, her work at at his workplace, uh they do like 
they have this sort of a weekly or uh, I think it's a monthly half day sabbatical program, I guess that like once a month, uh, everybody takes Friday afternoon to do, to do whatever. The only rule is, or the, the two rules are you can't go home and you can't, uh, stay at the office. You have to go do something else with the idea, I guess, being you go out and um, do something creative or you <laughs> volunteer or you, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, I, I don't really get it. Uh, again, I would need it to be explained to me. And, uh, you know, you know, my manager was part of the, the conversation was is real really perking up on that managers love to hear like some sort of weird <laughs> program like that and so i i saw i saw that his gears were turning and i made it very very clear like oh man i would bounce off something like that so hard that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i would never ever ever do that <laughs> i would cause I, such a problem if i had to do something like that uh where like i mean but honestly that sounds that sounds really stupid i don't get it like I'm, I'm maybe they're just gonna stay at the office i'm just gonna go home. don't this forced fun thing there's nothing that makes me uh more of a, a dickhead than that you know mm. yeah yeah what am I supposed to do? Oh, just go have fun. I don't go have fun. I don't, that's not up to, I, I do that on my time. So are you going to so, have to keep, keep doing it? I don't do it. It's my coworker's husband who does it. Oh, so, uh, it's not mandated officially yet. Not for us. Not for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I missed that part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. Can't go home. Can't stay at the office. I'm go to the bar. I, guess what? I I I will be going home. <laughs> you can, yeah. I guess catch me at home, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, what would you What would you do, Ben, on your on your forced fun sabbatical? For just, <sighs> and it's not it's not even like uh you get like it's 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 in it's 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 in that realm where like uh I guess every year you get a whole maybe if it's every year you get two weeks to you know pursue a personal project or something like that like that'd be yeah maybe something different but like no like oh we're we're so generous we're giving you uh three and a half hours to yourself uh that you can't go home for or stay at the office for (laughs) yeah but go uh go develop creatively fuck off yeah maybe you just uh take some pictures you build build you build up when you're actually doing fun things you take those pictures in case anybody ever checks in on you in the future and then when it happens you just go home that day why is there a getty images watermark on your uh on your proof of sabbatical (laughs) uh uh yeah we we have a similar thing where it's like you've got some number of hours a year like a couple days a year that you get to spend on uh volunteering you know uh i think they call it like foundation work like the company's foundation work or something like that i don't know 
but it's basically volunteering hours and i don't know i don't even think i officially put them on ever but i just end up doing like and if some volunteering thing comes up and i usually if i get voluntold to do something then it's like well i guess that's what i'm guess that's what i'm doing with my hours that i'm supposed to spend on that but it's definitely not mandated you definitely could just not ever do it so that definitely sucks for your thing yeah yeah i don't know like i wouldn't ever want to volunteer in the name of my company you know like i don't get that yeah yeah just be just do it on your own time like i'm here to represent this corporation what and you know those volunteers aren't actually helpful no it's it's just they show up for like a photo op or whatever and like let me just move the cereal boxes around at the food bank and uh you know get the photo and go home yeah i think in corporate corporate world a lot of them are like working with kids and i feel like those are yeah probably even less helpful honestly a lot of the time we're here to encourage entrepreneurial thinking at the (laughs) uh you know elementary school level something like that I'm 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 teaching a junior achievement class as my volunteer hours this year. It fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my position on it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna show up and teach a junior achievement class to seventh graders and uh you know smash the stage into smithereens. <laughs> Just to have a complete meltdown in front of everybody. That'd be the way I do it. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, I would might I might go to the movies. That maybe that would be if I had to do it. I'd just go. I would hit hit the theater. Yeah, I could. That's true. Just about the right amount of time. Yeah, potentially a little risky if your coworkers showed up there, but your bosses, your bosses, volunteering at the at the theater. But well, not for volunteer hours. Good. Sorry, no. I meant for like the sabbatical. I guess. Well, for the. Oh yeah, but do you, wait, I'm I'm maybe I'm still missing something. Are you and I've just projected my own things on it. Do you have to do it at the same time as other people? Yes, everybody goes and does something at the same time. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. So maybe you're maybe you're Well, yeah, I guess you're create Yeah, it's fine. I guess you don't have the same rules. So, yeah, go to the theater. Go to the theater. But it's almost too with it. Like I want it to be as uh I want to be a mus- as much of a dickhead as possible about it. You know, like, you know, like technically. Go to the bar. Yeah, I guess, yeah, go to the bar or like do my grocery shopping that day. You know, like something super, super pedestrian um, that is technically not home, not work. I don't know. Just get, get in a car accident every Friday. Just, mm. I don't know. I'm just worked up. I well, I don't know why I get so angry at this type of shit, but I really do. I'm like elevated right now um let's cool down with some thing else to talk about what else is going on (laughs) uh who knows uh something let's pull up the newspaper south china sea not interested in that uh yeah how's your newspaper reading going you still still doing that yeah yeah i still read it i don't i don't you know i don't do anything on twitter so i got to see what's going on going on in the world i guess i don't really have to see what's going on in the world but i feel like i feel like i should Mm. Uh, oh i made a yeah not not i I guess i need to correct i need to correct something i've been saying on the podcast lately uh i was under the impression that hard knocks follows a 
NFL team like the whole season. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just training camp, which is stupid. I was like <laughs> super excited to watch. I was like, oh, damn, Hard Knocks this week is going to be crazy after Aaron Rodgers fucked his shit up. And uh, I was waiting a day and like, oh, man, okay, I guess because... Because it was so crazy and it happened just last night, I bet they're they're just pushing it a day or something. And I waited another day and nothing came out. And I'm like googling it, I'm like, all right, well, let's go. When is, when is the next episode of Hard Knocks? And it's like, oh yeah, season five finale. We learned that who made the team and who didn't. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's it? You're not gonna do a TV show every week? This sucks, man. Mm. I so I'm way down on Hard Knocks. Like I thought it was so yeah. sick. Like this is such a cool shot to call. And be like, I'm get, we're gonna do a TV show like every single week, because uh, they, they do that for like the training camp, and then nothing. Like fuck off. Yeah, I thought get that was in weird you don't... when you when you told me. I th- I did think that that was weird because it seems like it'd be strategically, you know, people might be getting some stuff from your TV show when they play against you. Oh, just like yeah, the insight for yeah their coaching strategies. So funny. <laughs> yeah. How much of that have we? Did we talk about this, uh, or is this Zoe, a conversation that Zoe and I are having? We're like, okay, so that now it's sports talk, sports talk radio. Okay, so here's the situation. I'm sure that you're aware of. Aaron Rodgers, he's been injured, and he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, and he was supposed to be, you know, their quarterback for the season, the Jets. But they've got uh, Jack Wilson. Is that his name? He's like their. He's not good. He's not. A, he's a. He's a bad quarterback. Bad young quarterback. But the idea, I guess, it was that like, okay, he's gonna get this extra season with you know Aaron Rodgers there to train him up, or uh, you know, impart the wisdom. And so when Aaron Rodgers does finally retire, Zach Wilson can actually be, you know, a good quarterback because he's got all this mentorship. But I'm wondering what is going on. How much training and coaching actually matters super dumb guy question i guess but like i feel like when you're a professional athlete like all these guys don't all these guys uh like know the rules by now right like don't they know how to play the game um yeah when you're a professional like this what are you doing in practice what are you doing um, in like, they're like taking notes on stuff. Like, what are you taking notes on? <laughs> I'm just, I'm really stupid on that. But like, mm-hmm. what is Aaron Rodgers going to be telling Zach Wilson like on the sideline, like after a play or something? Like, uh, oh yeah, watch out for those guys. They're like, they're gonna try to uh get you every time. You're gonna want to probably drop back in the pocket. <laughs> so like, what are you saying to this? Mm. Is this uh, a really st- uh, yeah I obviously learn, it's a stupid no. question because obviously there's coaching and stuff going on but like what is it yeah i'm hearing uh, I, I, I hear people talk about who's like a you know about like amazing coaches or something like you have like bill belichick yeah. the greatest football coach of all time this kind of stuff what is he doing what on earth is he te- telling those guys it's the same rules every time like is it is it does it really come down to uh like an Al Pacino any given Sunday speech? Like is it really just like 
it, you just get them are able to get them fired up like better than anybody else. You're just like really good at inspiring them. And there's this sort of intangible, like extra gear that people like will <laughs> click into or something. Like, is it really that kind of nonsense that's like that or, or what? Well, I, maybe it's just like being, you know, strategic or whatever, you know, they can, like they what can play act to call? on it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of other strategic things. Like throw in the, the ball you know, or run it. Being a politician or something like that, or being a general, uh, yeah, military guy or whatever, you know, you're not yeah, the best military guy because you sh- you shoot straight. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's strategy stuff, sort of, right? I guess I, I but like in in uh, in war, I'm not saying you're gonna be like we should either we should hit them with. We should run at them with guns or we should drop bombs on them. And then like you have a lot like of different. No, but you, know, you got more strategy on a football field. You're just like, <laughs> I don't know, trying to get the ball over there. But you got every guy already call. has a job. But you call plays and stuff like that, you know, even I guess, you know, constantly like, calling plays. It's going to take like a week to like talk about like which plays are we going to do? No, then, but no, but you got to decide in the moment though, is the thing you don't pick uh, out, you don't pick all the plays you're going to run ahead of time. You got to react. Well, you, you practice them theoretically, right? No, you, you practice. That's the execute you. That's the execution part. But like you gotta, you gotta know which ones to do in the moment. So, okay. So this is what, this is what happens in practice. Like the, the coaches come to the guys and they're like, all right, we've got, we've got a play. And it is, you know, like uh, run over here, run over there. You fake them out over here, and then you, you and then you throw it. You 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 pre- you're pretending you're gonna throw it to this guy, and you throw it to that guy. That's play one. Play number two is, you know, like just straight run it, like just run as fast as you can. That's play number two. And then you go through, you know, sure, twenty five different versions of that or something. I don't know. And then no, but you, yeah. And then in you, and then and then in action, like. It's up to the quarterback to just be like, and we're gonna play number nineteen. Go, and then you just do that. No, is but that, that's not that really what the, it's that's like. Not up, no, that's not up. I mean, some of it's up to the quarterback, but that's not up to the quarterback. It's the coaches making the calls on those plays. You know, you're like, here, here, here's what happens. You get the ball first, first down of the game, right? Kickoff. You return the ball. Okay, you go out there. You're gonna do your first offensive play. And you you uh, you throw a pass and you get a first down. What do you do next? You know, somebody's got to decide. Oh, do we do a pass again? Oh, I noticed that. Uh, I noticed that they were, uh, uh, you know, really heavy on the on the defensive line. Maybe we do a pass again because they're kind of you know seems like they're a little weak. Weak. And that's in the this is this is the coach making backfield. these calls. Yeah. So what is how so okay that makes sense in sort of this turn based game like football. What about with like yeah. basketball? What is the coach doing at the basketball? Calling plays too. You're drawing up plays too. I think. No, it's like they're just, they're on the court. They're like when you do a timeout. Like, when you do a timeout, they're calling up plays. Okay, yeah, you can do a timeout and you can do like the next thing, but then it's like very just fluid and reactive, isn't it? No, but they like, they call you, they call plays. You stay on they that guy. Plays. No, they call plays from the. I think you're right. I'm not trying to defend 
in anything, but coaches do, I would say strategy as well. You're also deciding who's in, when you're making calls about when to call timeouts and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to like defend the honor of coaches or anything like that, but I think they do (laughs) have a a role, you know? Sure. I'm just, yeah. doesn't seem like it to the people watching it, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what the, what those roles are, and I guess yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, so both so coaches are always calling plays. Um, how come I thought I, I thought they make, they make a big deal about how quarterbacks are smart and can think on their feet and do yeah do certain. But things. I think that's uh, I think that's like being just somebody that can execute and call audibles and you know react on the ground. That's the difference between being a being a a general. And being whatever the top guy is on your SEAL Team 6 thing, you know? The general comes up with the strategy, but who are the other guys on the ground looking to when when you realize, oh, we stormed the wrong house. Osama bin Laden is in the another, another <laughs> house over. Then they're like, oh, what do we do? We got to call an audible. And then you can't, you can't go back to the general for that. You got to go to your QB, which is your... I don't know. I don't know military titles. I, I'm always confused when the crossword when it's like lieutenant, sergeant. Ge- I know generals big time. Generals like as big as it gets, but I don't know anything else. Private, first class, colonel, uh, colonel, admiral. Admiral, I think, is a navy thing, and I think it's pretty high. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything else. Anyway, you gotta. You there's different. There's see, will there's different types of leadership. There's personal leadership. There's team leadership. There's organizational leadership. Come to my uh, seminar on leadership to learn Interesting. more. Interesting. I'd love to. That seems like the kind of thing I'd love to sit and listen to. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're you're talking about um. Oh man. Okay. So I'm curious. Okay. Real quick. Audibles. That's when the the quarterback makes the play on the fly and calls out. Yeah. When they're they're about uh, to snap a code, a special the, code. He's like audible, audible, or I don't know. Oh, he, he says, says audible. No, I don't know. He could say whatever. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't say anything. Maybe he makes a little step with his foot or something. And he's like, "Yo, it's some sort of flip, signal, flip, some sort of secret flip, code." Flip, they've yeah, flip flip the play. We're gonna do the same thing, but we're gonna run it mirror. We're gonna mirror. But he doesn't say that. Yeah, he does. He says something else probably. But it means wink, that. wink, everybody, okay. wink, wink. You know what that means? All right, wink, wink. All right, you guys, let's just do the same gonna, thing as we did before. Oh, it's the end, end of the, the game, and, they and, all know and that. like, oh, that means we were gonna we were gonna run it up the middle. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna run it up the middle, but it's uh they they got re- they got a bunch of guys on the line, so I'm calling last second audible. We're gonna throw it, because th- they won't expect yeah. that. I okay, now, this this is getting me very excited. Where I think I could get, I would like to do that. Where I would love to be in charge of the mind games aspect. I would love to be the quarterback and be like, "Here you go." All right, everybody, I'm going to throw it this time, and then, uh, yeah, and then you go through the whole process of strategy. Well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say that and then actually throw it, would he? He was, he's obviously going to run it, but then that's obviously what he thinks that that we're going to do. So we should cover the past but uh, but he's probably thinking one step ahead, and then you just get him on that one i would i would, I would have a good time yeah. with that every single time you're you're gonna be saying, next next time when i'm back from china you're gonna be signed up for an mba program 
you're getting That's right. excited about strategy. You'll be saying you're taking a Yeah, I thought you said uh, NBA program, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm going to yeah. get on the court. NBA, you're going to be doing, mm-hmm. you're going to be all right. telling me that you're taking time Three off. Three pointer this time. We're going to be doing the, the, do- the dog man show for six months while you sign up for Harvard Business School. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to Harvard Business to, so I can be like, all right, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a layup this time. And then all so they so everybody gets it gets in position to to protect to, to stop him from doing the layup. And then jokes on them. I pull up pull up early and I hit hit an open three, swish. Yeah, that's how you get them. Um, you should you should do the mind but, game thing. You should go to school for mind games. That reminds me of every time I hear about somebody that's like I'm a I'm an expert in game theory. Not I'm not talking about the Twitter guy. <laughs> I'm talking about literal. Literal academic people, professors that are like, yeah, I specialize in game theory. I'm thinking, damn, if you're so good at game theory, why the hell are you a professor in game theory? You know, why aren't you <laughs> Jeff Bezos? Why aren't you uh, like working? <laughs> why aren't you freeing prisoners or whatever? The, yeah. the deal is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I specialize in, uh, in, in weird ass mind, mind experiments or thought experiments. Yeah. What is that? It's just like I'm good at riddles. Is that what that means? I guess, yeah. No way. There's just zero chance that they are. Anybody that's telling you that, no way. Otherwise, why are you not? Actually, why are you not out in the street tricking hustling. people or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> hustling. Yeah. If you were so good at this, you would be hustling. You would not be doing. Homework. If you were so good at this, I, I would. You have. We would have stolen my watch by now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, can't trust. Yeah, that's awesome. It's the, it's the you know I'm I'm pretty negative about economists, but that's just, I mean that's that's an economist thing too, dude. If you were so good at the economy, you would not be an economics professor, my dude. You would be running. A, I don't know, doing something, doing something, stealing watches or whatever. You'd be doing what Kevin Spacey does in Twenty One, right? Yes, like you'd go. just be running. Running game on casinos and uh, yeah, se- uh, secretly abusing people. But you can't. You're a homework guy. You can't steal this watch. This is this is my <laughs> extremely poorly dangling it in written, front of the professor's face. Come and get it. Written. This is the, no, but this is this is my take on the uh, the Matt uh, Matt Damon thing in uh, what's the what's the movie with Robin Williams? You know the Boston one. Goodwill Hunting. He's talking about Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Goodwill hunting, except if you were a econ professor. Oh, and I, I thought you were setting the stage to then launch into a. Uh... Nope, that was it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. Uh, just imagine. Yeah. Just imagine I, that. I, I like to leave it up to the listeners to just <laughs> imagine things. I'm not. I'm not. I'm never. I'm not pretending audience. to. Yeah. I'm not pretending to be a comedian or a, a writer or an artist or just, a creative person at all. I just, you know, here's an idea. Going to put it out there. If? Yeah. Literally run, run with it as you see fit. You know, maybe you and, have a, I'm uh, having and, a fun time imagining. <laughs> I'm also kind of thinking maybe that is what Goodwill Hunting was already to begin with. Wasn't he already what? talking about economics? <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. Now the thing about it, yeah, he's like, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Except it's just weird. That would, that would be very funny though. The, like, the, the, the unsolvable, the unsolvable uh, 
uh, diagram on the on the chalkboard is just like, oh, where does supply meet demand? Where do we price our product? And like, uh, Will Hunting like is like vacuuming. He comes by and he just like uh, draws the dotted line from the intersection to the y axis, and he's like, set it at thirty five dollars. And people are like, holy fucking shit, yeah. this guy, he's a genius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doing the Monty, doing the Monty Hall problem, but it's actually, <laughs> it's it's not the statistics. It's just three doors, and everybody's just, <laughs> just circles one of the stymied. doors. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> just stymied, thinking which which one to open, and then he's just <laughs> yeah, he circles one of the <laughs> doors, and then to, like they open up, and there, there's the car. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a genius. <laughs> Uh, the the going back going back to leadership (laughs) actions and all and and uh uh hard knocks that was that was another revelation of the show to uh the uh now i'm I'm, yeah i'm so down on the show now like we're we're fuck hard knocks i'm not watching this shit again i thought i was gonna be so good um but uh you just sort of get like you get snippets of the uh like the speeches that the coaches give to the players and uh yeah. the the head coach gave a lecture one week to the New York Jets uh about the four different types of competitors out there and this is <laughs> this is fact you can write this down there's um i don't know it, and and it was basically like you could you're either a soldier you're a sniper you're a general or you're a god. You know, like there's just you kind of like made up <laughs> categories type things. It's like, and what we're looking for, we're looking for generals. Some of you are gods. Some of you are soldiers. <laughs> and like, you know, just going through like this sort of like nonsense, uh, like hype up science type bullshit. That was a, yeah. that's a fun thing to watch to be like, all right, cool. This shit's real, real as heck for sure. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, I, maybe I'd take a different tact. I'd try to be like a, I try to be like a, not a tough coach doing like the big pump up speech. I try to be the, you know, amiable coach. Everybody's, you know, best friend, that kind of guy. Making little jokes before you go out there, you know, say, oh, yeah, guys, uh, it's the second, it's the second half. Good, good job. First time around. But, uh, let me, let me give you a little, uh, a little thing Yogi Yogi Berra told me once, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, uh, there's there's three there's three types of uh, there's three types of NFL players. There's uh, there's losers, and uh, there's uh, those who can count. Some something like that, and then everybody gives a little gives a little chuckle. Oh, I don't nice. even think that implied. I don't think that quite implied the right thing that needed to be workshopped a little more. <laughs> trying to do the again you're just kind of putting out the uh uh you get the you idea know, the vibes first yeah. you remember that the three you know there's some i can't remember the counting thing there's three types of count, count i can't remember what it is now <laughs> whatever you get the idea but you get the idea yeah there's three of something i found there's i found something the clip. i found the the hard knocks clip Okay. Let's see if I can play it. And even after 20 years, you can learn something on this one. It's a good one, dog. Can you hear it? Check this out, man. Not really. 
Oh, right, yeah. Four levels of competitors. All right, there are four of them. All right, these four levels represent a mindset that we all have complete control over. External factors like playing ability and injuries have no bearing on which level we stand. All right, what are these four levels of competitor? You've got commanders, you've got competitors, you've got contenders, and you've got survivors. I promise you, everybody in this room falls into one of these categories. <laughs> At the bottom are your survivors. A survivor is someone who does just enough to get by, he coasts through his day and does not maximize his mental capabilities. This group loves taking the easy way out. They love it. That's me. And they're you so will catch fucking me in miserable that, group. that they will do everything they can to bring you along with them. The sad part is, every organization has at least one. Me. And I promise you, you can't hide. The next level of competitor is a group of contenders. A contender is someone who is motivated by external factors oh, like playing time, money, fame, or the person he's going against. He will only reach his potential you taking notes, if the ben? external motivators are threatened. Mm -hmm. Third level, the one we seek is a group of competitors. A competitor is someone who is internally is motivated to be his best regardless, regardless of the situation. His place on the depth chart does not matter. Money does not matter. Fame does not matter. He is always trying to absolutely be his best. He can't be swayed because he's already maxing out his potential. This fucking dude is trying to PR every day of life. He's got a championship <laughs> mindset. And when you have a championship mindset, championship you embarrass mindset. the shitty ones and you make the great ones look normal. Final one is the commander. He basically has all the traits of a competitor with one exception. He brings people with him. Which one are you? You can't hide who you are. Reality check for the offense, and I'll say this for the O. You were invited to a party by the defense, and it took you a little bit to show up. So there you go. There's the four levels of competitors. Okay, okay. it makes notes. more sense once he explained them because I was trying to take notes at the beginning and it sounded like he said there are commanders, competitors, competitors, and con uh, whatever the last one was, survivors. So I was already confused yeah. that competitors is the overarching group, but then there's also two competitors within competitors. So we've got three There's only one now. competitor within competitors. Yeah, okay interesting that's why that guy made 100 million dollars this year for that kind of speech that's why uh uh aaron Rodgers immediately broke his leg or whatever the fuck because he's like <laughs> yeah i was a little confused on the you know which you gotta ask yourself like which one are you only you can know but then also you can't hide you can't hide you can't hide everyone knows who you are but also you have to figure out who you are that's that's some real shit right there, dude. Confusing. Everyone knows who you are, except you. I probably I'd probably be content being a contender. I would say, you know, in it for the love of the love of the benefits. You know, I'd be I'd be okay with that. If somebody told me you're a contender, that's okay. That's okay. It's not really. They haven't really. He hasn't really made it clear why a contender's bad. You know, he hasn't really made it clear why any of them are bad. Yeah, I think it's told. It seems to be fine to be a survivor. I guess uh, whatever, on a football You're team, different making it along. But like, yeah, it's not. It's also not clear I am why. Trying why to make it through the day, man. If you're a contender, it sounds like you're also kind of just trying to make it. That's not really. It's not clear what's the difference between yeah, a survivor. Kind of seems like the ultimate one. Because they're not. Be it's not a survivor's not in it for the love of the game and just making it through. 
they're probably in it because they want the money too. So is a contender just a better, a more capable survivor? Don't know. Confusing. That's why I, I don't like play the NFL. Who's more dangerous, Ben? A man who has everything to lose or a man who has nothing to lose? Are you a survivor or are you a commander? Actually, that's confusing. I don't, really, I don't really know which one is more dangerous now that you say it that way. <laughs> people always make it. People always say one of them in a movie, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy's Obviously dangerous. The but one then, he said. but then when you when that you com- put them up against each other, I'm not really sure which one's the right answer there. If you got everything to lose, you'd probably be dangerous. Seems like you'd be pretty pretty. When in you're it. on, you'd be a good defend. You'd be a good defender. But if you have nothing to lose, then you're probably a good on offense, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about football, but you know. If you have nothing yeah. to lose, no, why that's, would that's you the matchup of the century put yourself right out there. there? Yeah, man, man who has everything to lose, to lose versus, versus man who has nothing to lose. <laughs> Heavyweight <laughs> championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to think Socialists. that that's socialists think there's that's, something. That's wrong why with our that. podcast socialists works think so well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have the good, the good dynamic. Yeah, tag yourself. But but co- communists would rather us be out there with men. Who have a little bit to lose. Yeah. And everybody has the same amount to lose. to lose. They yep. think that would make it better. <laughs> no. Those those would be weak, weak men. Those would be weak men. And also you can't lose anyway because of uh <laughs> participation trophies. <laughs> yeah. They should do like those that ultimate fighter show that they used to have on Spike TV. You know, a uh, man with nothing to lose versus man with everything to lose. But then normally they do like a versus a Sarah after, So then after, yeah, then man, man with nothing to lose versus samurai. Man with everything yeah. to lose versus the IRA or something like that. You know, <laughs> great white shark. <laughs> like you're yeah. introducing <laughs> all of these. Bible text. Uh, the, uh, man with everything to lose lo- loses joins Bear Grylls this week in the Alaskan frontier. <laughs> yeah, kills and eats Bear Grylls immediately. Um, it's man. Yeah, yeah. I think man I, I with think every a good good one of those speeches sounds like sounds like a James Bond villain speech if you can get it right. Like it's not too many degrees separated. Yeah, there was the. There you have was, to say something kind of weird, like confusing at the end. That guy said confusing stuff throughout, but you have to say something. You got got to get people following along. Like everything has to internally make sense. But then when you come back to grounding it to something in reality, you have to lose everyone on that. But then it, yeah, you sounded smart the whole time, so they just agree. You know. Mm-hmm. Step one: you see, you 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 you. you uh, kind of take like an unconventional approach to the stage. Like maybe if the person introducing you was at the podium, you kind of uh, you walk out to the front of the, s- the stage and kind of look down and you kind of look up. Now it's real shit. And then you say, be the rat. People are like, what? And you can say, I'll say it again. Be the rat. And you walk <laughs> back to the podium. Take your time. Yeah. And people are, yeah. Yeah. You can say. And then you You're- just do the Javier Bardem speech from Skyfall, which is there was the clip of... uh. Jordan Peterson like repeating it like as if it's like real <laughs> science. You're <laughs> talking about do you know about the rat theory? It's the theory. The theory goes you put a rat into a bucket and he just he's just ruining it, but like it does the whole thing with you know you, you you get there's an island that was infested with rats. And so what they do is they uh I don't know, put some rats into a bucket and eventually there's one rat left. 
Then you put more rats into the bucket, and eventually there's one rat left. So more rats into the bucket, and eventually there's one rat left. Then you let that rat loose, and then you uh, solve your rat problem. I think it's kind of the gist of the uh, Javier Bardem speech, but <laughs> Jordan Peterson is repeating it like it's <laughs> fucking National Geographic or something. <laughs> and then you can end on, yeah. that's why we're not the rat. I'm like, but you said be the rat. And like, thank you. Yeah. That's and that's charisma. Yeah. You can even say something true. It just has to be confusing and take take them a long time. You know, where they say something that's like a little like uh not not grand. I mean, it's like the rat thing sort of, but just like seemingly ungrand, but then confuse it's like, "Oh, that was a good point, but I can't remember. Like I don't know how this relates to what we're talking about, you know." Mr. Bond, the only the only difference between your queen and my beautiful wife is that my wife buys her jewelry with the money that I steal. <laughs> huh? Okay. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. See, it's it means that the queen steals her jewelry, but uh I don't really understand how that related to what we were talking about, I guess. Mr. Bond, do you understand that the only difference between ice and vapor is temperature? <laughs> it's, it hits the button and leaves. You did a good Mr. S- Mr. Smith voice from The Matrix. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, water is between ice and vapor. He had some good line reads in that. I gotta yeah. Mr. Anderson. That's a good performance. Mr. Mr. Anderson, Anderson, for for 1,000 years, scientists thought there were only three states of matter until they discovered plasma. And then he just starts fighting, you know? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's sort of like like a, a, a sort of a filler thing that you, you write in there for uh, just to hold... Hold for for pacing in the screenplay. It's like you know, figure this out later. Like there's going to be some sort of profound thing that ties in the themes, and then never actually get get back around to it. It's generally, mm-hmm. I think how that works. And then, and then a- at that point, you kind of like it. Kind of it kind of works. It's kind of kind of it kind of work. I don't know something about the way yeah. Hugo said it is that it kind of hits. Let's just leave it. Yeah. Would it be painful? He's a big guy for you. <laughs> that's not what he says. <laughs> no, I know. It's, uh, what's I can't remember what he says before. He's a he's, he's a, a big guy for you. <laughs> no, I know, but that's you look how it like comes you should out. be with a littler guy. No, yeah, it's a. Uh, it would be very painful. You're a big guy. For yeah, you. you're a big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it goes, isn't it? You're a big guy. Or yeah, sorry, wrong, wrong voice, <laughs> wrong voice again. You're a big guy. I guess it's not Batman either. CIA. You're a big guy. I'm CIA. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I'm CIA. For you, <laughs> for you, Batman. <laughs> Did you know that they're making another Joker movie? Yeah, with Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's a good Joker. I mean, I know she's not going to be the Joker, but she could have been the Lady Joker. She's Isn't she? Be the, 
she's going to be Harley Quinn. But I think they should have just really? made her the Joker. Yeah. I think they should have too. Quinn, just a actual lady Joker. Yeah, she put on puts on the makeup and you know dresses up like him. Goes out and kills uh, Robert De Niro again. Bring him back. Why is why is Joaquin doing those movies? He should. He's got. He doesn't have to do that. He's he's been so good at picking roles, and then he goes and does cape shit. Actually, I'm confusing Joker with the Batman. Yeah, because he wasn't in the Batman. Although Joker, I mean, but still, don't don't be don't be the Joker. Even though that was a good movie. <sighs> I uh, yeah, he's the Joker, baby. <laughs> he's the Joker, baby. <laughs> oh, I've been really I've been wanting to watch. Uh, I want I, I want to have a Fincher fall. Uh, the Blank Check podcast oh, okay. is is doing is covering David Fincher now, and makes me really want to watch all all his movies. You know, I'm not big. I'm not a big fan. I gotta say. I know. You, I feel like I. I feel like I saw that coming. I. That makes sense that you're not. You know, he's uh yeah he, you know, I don't know. I saw Gone. I got saw Gone Girl recently, and it's not. It's not that good. I saw Seven for the first time like Wrong. in the last year or so, and I didn't like it that much. Fight Club is not that great, but I like Benjamin Button, which is the probably the one that you know probably the most. I have not seen take, that one. You know, I like it a lot, but I know other people would say it's stupid, but I think it's pretty good. And I, you know, you know, I'm not like a Zodiac. Mark Ruffalo, get oh, out of here. That is probably his best. I mean, I've I seen love it. Zodiac. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it. You know, and he, he, he's a, he's coward, coward who didn't, you know, never made, wait, maybe did they, did they do follow ups to the, uh, Daniel Craig, girl with the dragon tattoo. I don't think so. Oh, true. They should have done the rest of the series. Cowardly. I mean, the Swedish movies were already, you know, good. Yeah, Swedish movies were also already very good, and like, yeah, also they contemporaries to with it too. That was very strange that they yeah. did that. Yeah, they're stupid. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot he did that. Anyway, I think that's gonna do it for this week <laughs> on the podcast. Thanks for listening to Doctor Skeleton's Art School. Goodbye.